Hey, it's Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. Today's episode of the podcast was actually recorded earlier this week when I chatted with Kirby Lavalley, co-owner of Cake Girl, an award-winning cake and cupcake shop right here in Tampa, Florida. Now, I invited Kirby onto the show to talk about how he and his wife are leading their business through the challenges of the pandemic and at the same time leading in the business community as well. Now, I really like this episode because oftentimes we look to large celebrity type corporate leaders to step up and make a difference. But as Kirby is proving, it's the leadership at the very local level that really makes a difference. And that's you and I. Each of us has that same opportunity to lead in our neighborhood our companies, our families, our cities, our chambers, and our churches to lead through this challenging time with optimism and provide hope for the hopeless. I know you're going to enjoy this episode too. Now before we get started, do me a favor. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, and many of you haven't, take a minute right now and hit that little subscribe or follow button on your screen. Rate it and share it with your friends and colleagues. A fresh new episode comes out every weekday and even on some weekends, so make sure that you subscribe. And if you want more business and marketing strategy and inspiration, follow me on the socials, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, and my favorite, you know I'm going to tell you, it's LinkedIn. It's easy to find me. Just search my name, Mark Steckman. Now, here's today's episode with Kirby Lavalley. Enjoy. Up next right now is the Business Beyond the Boardroom Business Leader Spotlight. And our next guest is Kirby Lavalley. He is the co-owner and chief success coach. Chief success coach. I like that. That's a cool title. Of Cake Girl, a premium and award-winning cake and cupcake shop located right here in sunny Tampa, Florida. Now listen, Kirby is a graduate of University of Central Florida. However, he made the move after his bachelor's and got smart and came over and got his master's in criminal justice from the University of South Florida. So went from Orlando over to Tampa. He's a former deputy sheriff with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, turned entrepreneur with his lovely bride when they opened the doors last year to their gourmet cake and cupcake shop right here, as I mentioned, in Tampa Bay. And today, Despite the pandemic shutting businesses down across the country, Kirby and his wife are leading the business community front and center, doing some pretty creative things to keep the momentum going until and when things open back up. Kirby, welcome to the Business Leadership Spotlight. Thank you for having me. I know you've been doing a lot of uh, Zoom calls lately and a lot of uh, Facebook Live stuff and all kinds of other things. Uh, You and I met uh, just about a year ago. Do you remember that? I do. Actually, I was with my dad at the time um, when we came in and we met you actually at the uh, at the radio station, I uh, believe. Now, you didn't come in to see me. You actually came in bringing some unbelievable looking uh, cupcakes that you had brought in for the Wild 94.1 morning show. You, I remember because I was coming through the, the through the lobby of our offices here and I saw you and you and your dad, as you mentioned. And anytime I see sweet treats, I get pretty excited. And so I uh, stopped and said, whoa, 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 where, where are those going? <laughs> and you had brought in, like a lot of people do, you know, radio still is the largest reach medium in America. 
uh, larger than, than, than TV and, and Facebook in normal times anyway, and uh, reaching about 93% of the market. And you're smart enough to know that if you get in front of some people on the morning show on Wild 94.1, which reaches about a half a million listeners each week, that maybe you'll have a chance to uh, grow your business. But you really weren't just looking for, for free plugs, were you? You were, you were looking for a relationship, and uh, you, you started your long-term relationship with our company uh, just about then. That's exactly right. I'd like for you to tell about us the relationships. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, where you're from, uh, what you did prior. We know you worked for the sheriff's office in uh, just about a minute or so. Tell us about what led you to Cake Girl. Uh, so I was born and raised in Tampa. Um, so when I was at UCF, like you mentioned, that's where I met Christina, my wife, who is the Cake Girl. So I don't get uh, credit for being the Cake Girl, even though a lot of people joke if I am. <laughs> and um, so we basically met. She was. Uh, an aspiring cake decorator and pastry chef back um, when we met. She was going to the Rosen School of Hospitality Management, which is uh, actually at UCF. And um, through school, she always uh, had an interest for decorating cakes and worked with a lot of awesome people um, and very talented people in Orlando. So when we got married and she moved to Tampa, it was just a natural progression for us. Uh, to have our own place, and we always kind of joked about it. So we started doing festivals and markets uh, with a pop-up tent and uh, just kind of took off like wildfire, and we actually couldn't keep up with the demand, so we ended up uh, having to buy a dessert truck. And uh, like I always tell people, thousands of miles later and uh, thousands of cupcakes sold, we are at our first brick-and-mortar store in Carrollwood in June of uh, last year. So things progress nicely. Yeah, that's an, that's an exciting uh, path to take. And uh, now you were with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, so that's a that's a transition. Do you get you get uh, you know do you, are you do your buddies give you the business over going from busting bad guys to uh, you know making cupcakes? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's still good because I think uh, my career in law enforcement helped me uh, be a good negotiator um, and also a great researcher uh, when it comes to business. Um, and I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I actually started pushing a mower around my neighborhood when I was 12. Um, so I've always uh, loved, you know, business. And I think that the uh, criminal justice background just gave me more people skills and uh, really helped me kind of uh, know how to navigate the systems, um, you know, that we use every day in business. Well, t- I, w- I want you to talk a little bit about the process because, you know, a lot of people listening to this show right now and the podcast uh, as well later will you know, probably have had at some point in their life some ideas pop into their head. You know, I'd like to open up this type of business. Let's just say it's a bakery. They got a great idea for special cookies or something, right? And uh, what does it look like when you're starting from scratch? Obviously, you're not not ordering wholesale. So are you buying from Publix or Winn-Dixie or Walmart at first and then and then moving on to a wholesaler? Talk about that process first. Yeah, and I think it's it's a great question because we actually get that all the time. Um, Christina is awesome when it comes to mentoring new business owners, and she gets the questions all the time, like, where do I get started, like you just said. And a lot of times, you know, that is scary for a lot of people because, you know, you don't know how to navigate the system. You do have to go to Publix and Walmart and those type of places to get your supplies because the big dogs like U.S. Foods or Cisco – you know, they're not even going to talk to you unless you have great business credit. You have a history. They know they're going to get paid. Um, but also, you know, you're buying everything there now. And, you know, instead of buying a five-pound bag of flour, you're buying a 50-pound bag of flour. Mm-hmm. So 
um, there's also, you know, a bigger commitment. And um, that's kind of how you have to navigate that. And it is scary because a lot of times people don't know, well, how do I get from, you know, buying at Publix to buying at U.S. Foods? Um, so a lot of that just, you know, has to do with your volume and, um, you know, your credit and your business relationships. And a lot of that, you know, just like we were talking about relationships earlier, it's the same thing in there. You know, they have to know you. They have to feel comfortable doing business with you um, because at that point, you know, there's a lot more on the line. So. I guess what I would always tell people is, you know, make sure that you you have a solid business plan um, and you also have, you know, proof of concept because you can't just say, oh, I'm great at making cakes in my kitchen at home. It doesn't always, you know, convert to being, you know, you would be a great business owner making cakes, you know, for the masses. You know what I mean? I do. And I know that you guys have settled in on cupcakes and cakes, although your wife, I'm sure, is a, a wonderful uh Ba- ba- you know, a pastry chef, and she probably makes a variety of things. How did you settle in on cakes and cupcakes? So cakes has always been Christina's thing uh, since she was a young girl. She loved uh, the art of cake decorating. Um, so her mother is actually a chef um, and had a catering company uh, growing up. So Christina is no stranger to being around food service. Um, but I guess with her creative mindset, you know, the cake decorating was always something that she could use to express her, um, you know, kind of her skills. Mm. Well, when we were on the food truck, obviously, we, we didn't have the ability to, you know, make large cakes and stuff like that. So she started coming up with a bunch of combinations uh, for mini cupcakes. And at the time, mini cupcakes really weren't kind of the thing, you know, back the last, you know, eight years. That really wasn't, you know, a, a major thing. And with the flavor combinations that she kind of came up with, it just really took off. So our business really never was in, you know, planned on being a cupcake store. Um, that actually kind of just happened based on the success that we had with the combinations that she came up with. Gotcha. And that's, and that's pivoting, you know, <laughs> as well. You, you're looking at what people are responding to and you're going, hey, this is, this is an opportunity and what a great opportunity it was. Talk about a little bit about the first few months of uh, being open. I know, you know, obviously one of your first trips uh, out of uh, the store was to the radio stations here, but talk about that prep leading up to the grand opening. And I know you joined the Carrollwood Chamber and you've been involved in a lot of different things. But for a person who's listening right now that maybe has started a business or is thinking of starting a business or maybe has been in business for three years and the steam is starting to let out. Talk a little bit about the things you did to put some oomph, you know, some wind in your sails. Yeah, and that's a great question. And I talk to people about this all the time. You know, the cake girl, when it started, it was years of work, years of planning. And when you walk into our store, you, you can feel that uh, sense of planning and uh, execution. And the months prior to to the launch, you know, it's just it's kind of like having a kid, right? Like you have to nurture the kid, you have to feed it, you have to take care of yourself. And I kind of relate the same thing to business in the rel, you know, in the way of you know, you have to get out there, you have to let people know, hey, this is coming, this is what we're about, this is what we believe in, this is what we're going to sell. And I think we started that months prior. Mm. Um, it was about six months, I think, that we were in the chambers and the Carrollwood Area Business Association saying, hey, we're coming. This is what we're doing. This is kind of – and we were bringing our product with us as well. So it was creating a hype. 
I guess by the time that we opened, people were already excited because we had educated them that we were already there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of like the old time and, and you've been in marketing for a majority of your life, you know, that, that old philosophy of, you know, build it and they will come. That's not necessarily true anymore. Right. You know, there's so, so many things that you have to do to make sure that you're staying relevant, that you're, that you're putting the word out there, you're advertising and your marketing and all that have to be spot on. And that happens months before, you know, you even open your door to let people know that you're there. Well, by the way, you know, one of the most successful uh, companies in America and, and large retail chains, it's a, it's a restaurant chain, if you want to call it a restaurant, is Starbucks. And one of the tactics within the Starbucks playbook was sampling as a part of their overall marketing budget. And a lot of people don't think of sampling being a part of marketing, but that was exactly what you did, by the way, when you brought the cupcakes to the radio station. You said, hey, I want you to taste these, to, to try these. And of course, the goal is, and maybe we'll, you know, somebody will talk about it on their social feed or maybe on, on the radio or just develop the relationship. But when you're sampling a product, that really truly is one of the best kinds of marketing because it, and Pat's over here, you know, he's, he's frothing at the mouth because he's had your, you know, Pat next door there uh, across the, the glass from me, because he's had your product. He knows what great marketing that is when it creates that word of mouth. And I can tell you also the sampling, how important it is back in the day when I worked in Q105 in the 70s and the 80s, the first ones to walk through our doors, Hooters, Outback, mm. Caraba, they all sampled their food. They brought it to radio stations just like he did. That's right. And and you know, and you can't do that today with Spotify and Pandora and and some of these other online things, of course, and I don't I don't think the TV stations probably do it either. You know, radio we're a little more hip cool and uh, you know, sophisticated in that way to work with small business owners. Um, but uh, it, what a great part of your marketing strategy though, that that sampling. Well, talk about when the coronavirus started to become real, Kirby, because this is really what I, I I brought you on the show because I've been watching you, and I know over the last couple of months it's not been easy. But uh, you've you've had a, a, a stature about yourself that says, "Hey, we're going to get through this," but also want to be a leader amongst the business community. Talk about what your conversations were like with your team, with your wife, and uh, before we actually knew that things were going to have to shut down. Let's say this is this is maybe late January, early February, when the, the rumblings were starting to come up, maybe even into that first week of March. What were you guys thinking? Did you did you think you were going to have to shut down? Did you think the country was going to shut down? And what kind of conversations were you having? Yeah, great question. Um, we actually met with our team um, when that happened, and I told them all, I said, hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to stick together. We're not laying anybody off and we're not stopping the momentum that we already started. Um, and they all actually kind of looked at me like I was crazy, like they normally do. Right. But you know what? They smiled and they said, yeah, we're going to get through this. And I was like, okay, it's time to make it our very first promotional video. And I took my phone out, and they always start laughing typically because they know I'm up to some kind of fun. And um, we started filming, and we, uh, we made a fun little video letting the public know that you're safe with us and um, just showing some of the very standard basic procedures that we've had in place since day one, since the inception of our business. You know, we're very, I guess, transparent, you can say, or bold in our messages. But what we do is we let people know what we're all about. And our four, you know, core values really kind of stayed true during this whole thing of safety, quality, always here and be the best. Mm -hmm. And through every single one of our videos and messages, we've always highlighted the fact that these are the core values that we've always had. And as it relates to specifically COVID-19, 
this is the time, and I, I think I've heard you mention this or seen it on your social media, this is the time that people are just going dark. They're just stopping advertising. They're stopping communicating with their cu- customers and their clients. And people just are like, where, where did they go, right? Mm. And um, we're using that time to show people who we really are as not only individuals, but as a company. Yeah. And a lot of people have got to know me more. Um, I've always done the marketing and in, in, in the uh, – you know, that side of the business and my wife does the operations, but now they're getting to know us almost as individuals and seeing um, kind of like who we are, you know, and, and kind of the fun that we like to have in, in, in our personalities and stuff like that. So we're using it really just kind of to shine through in the darkest times um, to let people know, hey, the cake girl is here. We're different. We're better. And we're going to be here through this whole thing. Um, we're not going anywhere. Um, if anything, we're getting more creative. We're we're bringing out new products this month. We haven't uh, announced it yet. We're very strategic in our marketing and our announcements, but we have two awesome products that are going to be coming very, very soon, and then big announcements on how our products are going to be able to, to ship all over the nation. So, and One of the things, and you mentioned the uh, video at the very beginning of uh, this all happening where you were talking about the cleanliness and how you care for and all of those safety kinds of things that you do already. And I thought that was brilliant, by the way. And I, you know, I shared that on LinkedIn and elsewhere because yeah, a, lo- a lot, a lot of, well, but a lot of businesses right now, you know, they're not thinking about like, what is the consumer actually thinking about? Like if I was going out to buy a car today, let's say I had to, one of the things that would be on my mind is has this door handle been cleaned before I'm grabbing it? Yeah. You know, and if I'm in a, in, you know, picking up food from a restaurant, even if it's curbside, you know, who was preparing it in the back and how was it prepared? And these are things that a consumer thinks about. And this is what a business, a savvy business, and like you guys were already ahead of the curve, this is what a savvy business does. They think about these things before they come up so that but the customer already knows, hey, they're doing this, 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 and this to protect me already. I don't even have to ask the question. Well, talk about, talk about that uh, uh, one more step further in terms of something that you did to be relevant with a... Uh, Uh, you did online with the cupcakes and people could order and people were coming to pick up just like what I'm saying. Uh, Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Everybody around the nation is, you know, now launching kits, uh, do it yourself kits and stuff like that. But, you know, and and they're starting to price gouge people, which I, my wife and I do not believe in at all. We we believe in being fair and helping people, especially when they're down. And so we started a Tampa sweetest cupcake design contest and we ended up actually with about 100 participants. We gave away, uh, we ended up giving away about 10 of the uh, participants on top of that for families that were in need um, that, you know, couldn't financially uh, get their children into the competition. Um, and we ended up having an 11-year-old, uh, Addie, actually won, and she made like a little hamburger slider with French fries out of the cupcake kit. It was pretty cute. All the uh, those videos are on our social media. But thinking outside of the box, um, was really, you know, how to do it. And it was just launching these cool programs to keep, you know, relevant times, keep families at home busy. Cause I know everybody probably is getting on each other's nerves right about now with working from home and the kids are at home school and, um, you know, people's lives are changed. The gyms are closed. So I think it's just, you know, trying different things to really, uh, 
kind of get people's attention, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I love that, that challenge that you did, and you were the first to do that. I think everybody else saw that and saw the success you had in the lineup of cars, and I know people that did it, and it was a great idea and a great way to keep people engaged with your brand. One of the things that you also are doing, and you invited me to be a part of, was uh, in terms of taking a leadership role in the community and doing small business leadership-type Zoom events as well. Talk a little bit about that for about a minute. Yeah, so, um, and thank you for being a part of that, by the way. I think that was our very best one that we had. Um, but it was relevant, you know, and what I've found is a lot of times you're on all these Zoom calls and people are, you know, just having Zoom meetings just to have them. Um, and a lot of times they don't really have great education, but also great networking. So what I've been doing is I've been partnering with other experts um, in their fields, like you in marketing, Maureen, you know, with her PR background, different people and bringing them together so that, you know, maybe somebody here locally in Carewood never knew, um, you know, somebody that, that was looking for your product or your service or didn't know maybe that little expert piece of advice that you had for them. So I'm bringing those people together all on a call. I bring about 20 to 25 people together get them, you know, that, that education, but then also give them the ability to talk about themselves so that we can in turn help them with maybe, you know, I was on a call last week and somebody was like, oh, I really need a referral for, you know, I have a banner uh, printing business. And I'm like, well, actually I need some banners and I'd rather give it to the guy that's, you know, needing the work right now instead of the big guys. So those calls really do work. You know what I mean? You're able to um, kind of get more uh, kind of hyper local um, and really get to know people more on a personal level rather than, you know, just kind of these big networking groups where you really never get to talk to people one-on-one. Well, and, and right now especially, there's you see in your Facebook feed, there's like two conversations. One is, you know, sit around, watch Netflix, binge on, binge on your favorite shows, or maybe go out and work on your golf game in the backyard. Or the other is like hunker down and pretend like the world is, you know, not there anymore. And I love what you're doing. It's, a, it's an inspiration to, to me and I know to a lot of other business owners out there saying, hey, look, you know what? I may not be making cupcakes right now as many as I'd like to be making. However, these are things we can do together, which will forward and further advance your business through this so people aren't forgetting about you. Because by the way, I mean, when people stop hearing from you, whether it's for a month or two months or three months or whatever it is, they will, um, it'll take that much longer in the end to get them back into your, into your business. Kirby, if you had one thing... Um, uh, or, or a tip or something you'd do differently, what would you tell that aspiring business owner? Or in your case, like, look, I mean, you're, you're a year in now. What? Well, you're not really a year in. Your overnight success has taken, as you said, a better part of a decade, right? But what would you tell the aspiring business entrepreneur or um, business owner out there right now that, uh, you know, in terms of thinking through this crisis and in business for the next six months? I mean, personally, I don't think that we would have done anything differently because we're still pushing through on all the avenues that we already had um, kind of already planned. But I think for the average um, person that didn't have a very solid plan um, in a crisis plan is, number one, to write one. Um, we already had kind of the, you know, the measures in place that if something happened, this is what we would do. So I think that, you know, in preparing for any type of crisis, you have to have a plan of action and you have to know how to execute that 
and you know exactly what you always say is you have to have the funds dedicated right to mm-hmm. continue to get your message out there so That's you right. kind of need that savings account for those uh crises that come up mm-hmm. to be able to say hey this is the nest egg we can get through another month or two or whatever but we can still keep pushing through with our message so that we're not lost and that's kind of a Dave Ramsey point that I brought up in the podcast yesterday as far as having, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about having three to six months of savings set aside. And I think a lot of people understand that concept. But, you know, truly, based on what's happening in America, a lot of businesses haven't had that concept in their um you know, in their vision and having a crisis plan, as you mentioned, what a great point that is for a new business owner to have, you know, a plan and engaged. Pat, you have a question? Well, I have just a statement. I want to make sure everybody knows where he's located because I'm an expert at this. I (laughs) frequent the Mexican restaurant on Dale Mabry, north of Fletcher, and he happens to be just a couple businesses away right across the parking lot. And there's nothing better than you go in and eat some Mexican food. And I see all of these patrons do this. They come out of the Mexican place and then you want something sweet. So you go right across you know, it's just a couple doors, and you take those cupcakes home. And I've had them before. A week later, they're just as good. Awesome. Well, Kur- <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Kirby Lavalley of The Cake Girl, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. You guys have a safe one. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to markstechman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.